just marvelous. Wish death upon me. Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And niggas trying to take me. Acknowledge me. Welcome to You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Takeover. Let's go. What's the word, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back to a brand new edition of the Wrestling Takeover. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. This is Friday, October 20th, 2023. I'm back once again, consecutive days. Um, and I'm here to give you guys some wrestling news. Um, I got some audio footage that I will be uh, putting out, uh, giving y'all my opinion on those. And we're going to have a good time today. We're going to have a good time today. Um, and I just appreciate the support. Um, if you guys did not go check out my uh, recent episode talking about Rhea Ripley being ranked number one on PWI's list, uh, CM Punk was offered a contract by Impact Wrestling. If you guys didn't check that out, uh, please go do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Um, if you guys want to support on social media, Twitter at JT Takeover, Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover, and on TikTok at The Wrestling Takeover. Lastly, um, I wrote a new article uh, yesterday dedicated to Triple H and my thoughts and opinions on him running the ship and him being knighted as the rumor suggested by Ariel Manuel. I got news on him later on, um, but if you guys missed my article talking about Triple H and him being knighted by Ariel Manuel as the new head of creative for the WWE and why I think this is a great thing uh, for the WWE moving forward, go check it out. Um, and again, appreciate the support y'all let's get right into this, man. So we're going to kick things off with the news talking about WrestleMania 40. I'm going to keep talking about WrestleMania 40, man. I'm, I'm going to keep doing so. Um, there is a lot going on. There's a lot transpiring right now in WWE. WWE is white hot right now. And it's a great thing to see. It really is. Um, Triple H new head of creative um everything is running smooth there's returns potentially uh randy orton's rumored to be returning soon so i can't wait for that uh, potentially at survivor series um i'll give you guys uh, my thoughts on that um but everything right now is flowing in wwe and i'm very excited to see what the wwe is going to have in store for us um as we end this month of october and most importantly november is going to be a real key month uh, for the WWE, they're already building towards WrestleMania 40 uh, with some of the matches that are being teased. Um, I know you guys have heard my thoughts and opinions on uh, the card and how I would do things. Uh, some of the matches that I presented and booked, I would kind of change them now. You know, it's kind of on and off thing. You know, I go with one match and I go for another. So um, it's just something that's going to be an on and off situation until we get closer uh, to the Royal Rumble. Um, but speaking of the Royal Rumble, there are reports before I talk about WrestleMania, there are reports going around that there are two names that are favored to win the men's 2024 Royal Rumble. And one of the names is LA Knight and the other name is The Rock. Um, No. No. None of them should be winning the men's Royal Rumble. I love LA Knight. I'll talk about him in a second. 
um, when it comes to a WrestleMania match. He should not be winning. I apologize, y'all. Uh, that is my email. If you guys hear that consistently, again, I apologize. I can't stop it. Um, but LA Knight and The Rock being favorite to win the Men's Royal Rumble, no. There's only one man and one man only who should be in heavy consideration. There should be only one man who should win the 2024 Men's Royal Rumble. And it's not LA Knight. It's not The Rock. His name's Gunther. Period. Point blank. I've had that opinion. I've had that mindset uh, since last year. Simple. If you guys know me and you guys are an OG, you guys know I've been saying Gunther for over a year now. And now this will be two years now because I've been saying it. Um, it needs to be Gunther. And that's just my opinion. That's where I stand on that. But um, yeah, I just wanted to give you all my opinion on the two rumor names being heavily considered to win the 2024 Men's Royal Rumble. Again, The Rock and LA Knight. So that should be pretty interesting. Speaking of LA Knight, um, WWE announced that LA Knight will be going one-on-one -on -one against Roman Reigns for Crown Jewel for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, you know, for the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. Um, I know a lot of people, understandably so, are kind of like upset. Not upset, really, but like it's kind of like too soon in their eyes in regards to LA Knight. Uh, kind of right there with y'all. But at the same time, I'm here to give y'all logic. I'm here to give y'all a perspective that you guys can uh, understand where I'm coming from. And that's all I want to try to do. Um, I try to be creative as I possibly can. Um, that's what I kind of built my show around. Creativity, honesty, being blunt, being real, and being authentic. And uh, just having you guys understand where a person like myself, uh, who is very educated, very knowledgeable, um, and very creative, is coming from with everything I say. And I have this slogan where I say what I say and I mean what I say. Um, that is a real thing when it comes to this pro wrestling game and this pro wrestling space. Um, I try to want to be educational as I can. And I've been um, preaching the gospel as of recent regarding LA Knight and Roman Reigns. But at the same time, I want those people. And if you're one of them, if you're a listener of my show, I want you guys to understand that this isn't a bad thing what WWE is doing right now. So follow along. Immediately out of the gate, everyone's like, why is LA Knight facing Roman Reigns? He's going to lose. We know he's going to lose. So you bringing that to the table is kind of like, I mean, I don't know why you're putting that on the table. I don't know why you're putting that chip down. We know Roman Reigns is going to beat LA Knight. That's not the point. That's not the story. The story is, can LA Knight hang with Roman Reigns? The rumor going around is WWE wants to see if LA Knight can pass the test with fine colors and be in the same atmosphere, be in the same ring with Roman Reigns. And we all know he can. We all know he could. So that's not anything to scoff at. I ain't worried about that shit at all. Uh, LA Knight and Roman Reigns are going to put on a great performance at Crown Jewel. Stay tapped to the podcast because I will be covering that show um, after the show's off the air. LA Knight is going to get over big time in a ring with Roman Reigns. Logan Paul competed in a match with Roman Reigns and he passed the test with flying colors. So what is LA Knight going to do? He'll be just fine. 
the reports are saying this is a test to see if LA Knight is really that megastar that us fans think he is. He's a rock star, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Um, He's just incredible. I love him. Big fan. Great wrestler. Great personality. Great character. Great on the promo. You feel me? So he's a five-tool player. I don't really say that a lot about people. But LA Knight, in my opinion, is a five-tool player. Him and Roman are going to kill it. I ain't worried about it. LA Knight's going to lose. We all understand that. But what I think is going to happen is once LA Knight passes this test, I get why he's quote-unquote favorite to win the Royal Rumble. I just wouldn't do that. I would actually, and this is going to get right into this WrestleMania conversation, okay? <laughs> um, I don't think LA Knight should win the Royal Rumble. I think LA Knight should go after the United States Championship. Now, I have been saying, I have been preaching, again, if you're new to the podcast, um, let's kind of revamp. Let's go backwards, all right? My WrestleMania 40 match for the United States Championship, and I still believe this, should be Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar for that United States Championship. Santos Escobar turning heel, and going after Rey Mysterio and capturing the United States Championship, creating a new superstar in the process. Rey Mysterio passing the torch, and Santos Escobar being the sole leader, being the face of the Latino market for years to come. Now, we all know the face of the Latino market is not going to be Santos Escobar. No shade. I love Santos Escobar, but we know how the game is going to be playing, and we know the leader of the Latino market will be Dominic Mysterio. I understand that. But you can have two. You can have Santos Escobar and you can have Dominic Mysterio. Do I think that's going to happen? That could happen. That's a possibility. I still want to see it. But there's another idea that I want to bring forth. There are some people in the community that have brought it up. Um, I want to shout out uh, JD from NY206. I want to shout out um, Andrew Baydala. They brought this up. And I kind of felt the same way in my own mind, you know, before I was even listening to their show. I brought it up myself. And I'm thinking, when I heard them say it, I'm like, yeah, I'm not wrong, right? Like, I think that's a good idea. We could get Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. Woo, woo, woo. All right, cool. But what about this match? For the United States Championship. Because I think the United States Championship needs to be in a high a profile match. Same with the Intercontinental Championship. I think that LA Knight should be facing a formidable opponent. A guy that he's had segments with as of a couple months ago. Rey Mysterio was going to be going one-on-one with Logan Paul. It's not confirmed, but it is confirmed. At Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia for the United States Championship. Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio could happen, but it does not have to be for the United States Championship. In fact, it could be a hair versus mask match where Rey Mysterio takes off the mask. He eventually loses. He takes off the mask and he grants... Uh, Santos Escobar to be the king of the luchadors, right? 
that's a possibility. And that's something that I want to see. I want to see Santos versus Rey Mysterio in general. I just brought up the United States Championship. But when it comes to the overall card, I don't think adding that United States Championship is the best bet. Hear me out. I think we get Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio, WrestleMania 40, mask versus hair, passing of the torch. If I'm WWE and I think they're going to do this, I pray they do this. And again, I'm just going to throw this out there. I think Logan Paul is going to defeat, and I hope he does actually, defeat Rey Mysterio at Crown Jewel to become the new United States champion. And then he takes that into WrestleMania 40 and goes one-on-one with LA Knight for the United States Championship. And that is the first championship that LA Knight wins. I would book LA Knight versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania 40 for the United States Championship. Triple H. Come on. I'm good. I'm good with ideas, man. I'm telling you. I'm good with ideas. So that is one match that I would do, but that is not in this report, though. There are four big matches already being teased for WrestleMania 40. Let's get this report. This is coming from WrestlingNews.co. So let's take a look what this news report has to say. Although WWE is looking at the near future with Crown Jewel on November 4th from Saudi Arabia and Survivor Series in late November, the company is also looking towards its biggest event of the year. Plans for the regular top stars have already started to be made. In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that four matches are in the works for WrestleMania 40. And I'm going to go out on a limb and I think that all four of these matches will be happening. Number one and number two, Triple H. And y'all know if y'all watch Black and Gold, y'all know this for a fact. Triple H is not going to tease matches that he thinks is not going to happen. I'm telling everybody right now, all four of these matches I do see happening. Plans for the regular stars have started to be made and WrestleMania 40 plans are in the works. The biggest match is the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes in a rematch from this year's past WrestleMania 39 where Reigns went over Rhodes and what will be remembered as one of the biggest upsets in Mania history. People still can't get over that. Um... I've seen a report that it's not looking like The Rock versus Roman is going to happen. I'm over that at this point. Um, it needs to be Cody Rhodes, and I hope it is the plan when it's all said and done, and I think it will be. Um, Meltzer wrote, right now, quote, based on things told to me, stare downs on television, rather, this is for Mania or another big show, quote, down the line teases this week were Reigns versus Rhodes, Ripley versus Lynch, Jimmy Uso versus Jay Uso, and Flair versus Jade Cargill. Now, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, I do see happening. I also see Jimmy Uso versus Jay Uso happening. I do see Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. Now, um, I kind of pitched an idea that I would rather see Jade Cargill versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania for the NXT Women's Championship. I would like that, but I don't think that's going to happen. So I do think Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley for the Women's World Championship will be taking place. Charlotte Flair versus Jade Cargill is very, very interesting. And honestly, it's very telling. Because tonight on Friday Night SmackDown, I am nervous as pig and shit, my nigga. I'm nervous as fuck. You feel me? 
Charlotte Flair will be going one-on-one with Eel Sky tonight for the SmackDown Women's World Championship. I think Charlotte Flair is going to take that championship. And what I think is going to happen is I think Charlotte Flair is going to win that championship tonight. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm actually going to be happy if I'm wrong because, I, again, I want Eel to take that championship heading into WrestleMania. I just don't think that's going to happen. I just don't think so. We can get something where Bailey is jealous and we get a feud started being teased for Bailey and Eel leading into WrestleMania. And that's just a blood rivalry feud, not for the championship. They want star power, man. I feel it. I get it. Jade Cargo versus Charlotte Flair. I do think it's going to happen at WrestleMania. Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley is going to happen at WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair versus Jade Cargill, I am predicting it will be for the Women's Championship. In turn, I'm telling everybody now, I think Jade Cargill is going to win the 2024 Women's Royal Rumble. I've been saying this. So this ain't nothing new to me. It might be something new to you, but I'm just letting everybody know now. I think Jade Cargill is going to win the 2024 Women's Royal Rumble, and honestly, I think it's the good move. Now, if this was me, I would rather see a damage control triple threat match for the women's championship. But maybe WWE doesn't think that's big enough. And that sucks because I do think it's big enough for WrestleMania 40, but they want the spotlight. They want the names. They want the marquee. Bailey versus Dakota Kai versus EO Sky for the women's championship on the marquee on the billboards or Charlotte Flair versus Jade Cargill for the women's championship. I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it. Fucking 1,000 with y'all. Jade Cargo versus Charlotte Flair is more of a marquee, high-profile belt than Bailey versus EO Sky versus Dakota Kai. I'm sorry. Tell me when I'm telling lies, bro. And this is coming from one of the biggest EO fans in the wrestling space. I love EO, but I'm not an idiot. I know the game. I'm telling y'all. I don't say things just to say things. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Come on, man. I say what I say and I mean what I say. Everything that comes out of my mouth, I mean it. So what I think the WWE is going to do this is the big high-profile matches for the women, in my opinion, are going to be Jade Cargo versus Charlotte Flair for the women's championship and Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch for the women's world championship. Those are two women's matches already. I think we're going to get a third. Now, which one is that going to be? Bailey versus EO or Bailey versus EO versus Dakota Kai in a in a triple threat match? Blood feud? I hope that happens. I really hope we get two women's matches on one night and two women's matches the other night. So hear me out. Again, Charlotte Flair versus Jade Cargill for the Women's Championship. That's one match. Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley for the other Women's Championship. That's two matches. And I'm just saying, if this is me, Dakota Kai, Bailey, and Eoskai, you need to include Dakota Kai in here because she's just as a part of damage control as Eo and Bailey. I think Bailey will cost Eo the championship if it's tonight or before WrestleMania. And that's how we're going to get that started. And then Dakota Kai is going to feel disrespected and feel 
upset. You know what I mean? Now she's not getting the spotlight that she deserves. People are already about EO and Bailey, and she's going to want to crack at, you know what I mean, something and get the respect that she deserves. And it's going to be kind of like a, a little blood feud rivalry. I fuck with it. I hope it happens. Uh, damage control, triple threat match, non-title. I'll be cool with that. Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley for the other women's championship. Now the question is, is Becky going to drop, I would assume so, drop the NXT championship? And if so, to whom? That's a problem. Um, now, I think if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm just basing off what I'm seeing on television. Leia Valkyrie um, is the number one contender, and she will be going up against Becky Lynch for the NXT Women's Championship. I think if this happens, it happens. If not, it's not. I think we could potentially see a fuck finish with that match. And then later down the line, Valkyrie can get another opportunity closer to Royal Rumble or whatever. Um, or at deadline. I would do it at deadline, in my opinion. And I would have Valkyrie then defeat Becky Lynch. Um, round two at NXT deadline for the NXT Women's Championship. And then Becky Lynch can come to the main roster back up there. And then she can focus her eyes on Rhea Ripley heading into WrestleMania for that women's championship. I'm trying to think of another woman and no, it's not Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton to me will be on the main roster by then. By then Tiffany Stratton will be in the women's Royal rumble. And by then, if this is just me and if I'm booking, I am having her be the iron woman in the women's Royal rumble match and maybe even be the final four. Because if you're the iron woman, you kind of have to go somewhat all the way and then you'll get eliminated. Of course, um, by somebody, right? Um, maybe Becky, I'm not sure. Um, but if that's just me, I'm doing Tiffany Stratton, be the Iron Woman, maybe potentially being in the Final Four, and then that's how I would debut uh, Tiffany Stratton. By then, Becky Lynch would have lost the NXT Women's Championship to uh, Laya Valkyrie, forgot her name. Uh, if that's how I pronounce it, I apologize. Um, but that's what I would do. That's my plan. Um, so, which means Rhea Ripley, Becky, damage control, triple threat match, Bailey, Eels, Guy, Dakota Kai, um, blood feud there, and then um, Jade Cargill and Charlotte Flair. Now, here comes the question. Who does Bianca Belair face at WrestleMania? I'm going to throw a name out. I'm just going to throw the name out, okay? Mercedes Monet can come back to WWE. Triple H is in charge. I'm just throwing this out there. Mercedes Monet can play AEW Possum. And then she can come right into the WWE. She could be in the Women's World Rumble. She could be close to winning. Maybe be in the Final Four with Bianca or whatever. Bianca turns heel, eliminates Mercedes Monet, and we get a rivalry between Mercedes Monet and Bianca Belair. It makes sense. Think about it. It makes sense. All right. Bianca Belair lost, or Bianca Belair, I'm sorry. Bianca Belair beat Mercedes Monet. Mercedes Monet left the WWE, and she's going to come back for revenge against Bianca Belair. 
and teach her a lesson, put her in a place that she's not on her Mercedes Monet's level. So just think about this for a second. Those are some banger matches, boy. Mercedes Monet versus Bianca Belair. Jade Cargo versus Charlotte Flair for the Women's Championship. And we got Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch for the other Women's Championship. And then we got a damage control triple threat match. Come on, yo. Triple H. I would love to get a call, an email, something. I'm really creative, man. I don't say that just to be cocky and arrogant or anything like that. Like, I'm not trying to do that. But at the same time, I know my worth. I know my creativity is different from everybody else. And my creativity is just on another level than everybody else, man. That's just how it is. Because I'm trying to think of an opponent for Bianca Belair again. That was my email. I apologize. I'm trying to think of an opponent for Bianca Belair. Um, and the only one that I can think of is Mercedes Monet. That's the only opponent I can think of right now. If I can think of another person, then I'll I'll say it later on. Uh, I mean, Nia Jax, Bianca Belair. I don't want to see that. At WrestleMania, I don't want to see that. Um, so, and Bianca's got to, you know, she's got to wrestle on the show. So, that's what I think is going to happen um, if I were in charge. Those are the women's matches that I would kind of be planning on. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I could see that happen. It makes sense. I'm over the Rock and Roman um, at the moment. I just don't think that's going to happen right now. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of talking about it. I, you know, just do Cody versus Roman. It just makes sense. Usos one-on-one, brother versus brother. Jimmy Uso is jealous of Jey Uso's success. And yes, we get that one-on-one match, family versus family, blood versus blood, brother versus brother. Um, also something I would love to see. Um, and yeah, so these are the matches that are rumored. And uh, it's going to be something to behold, man. I, I've been saying for a while, and I am going to continue to say it. If Triple H really is in charge of the creative and he's booking WrestleMania, this is going to be his WrestleMania. No Vince McMahon in charge. None of that shit. I'm calling it right now. WrestleMania 40, if presented correctly, if booked correctly, can be the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Period. I'm dead ass serious. I'm not kidding. All right. Um, I'm not going to book the whole card, but like I, those other women's matches that I just mentioned, I'm not going to repeat those matches. Those are the matches that I would do for the women. Um, LA Knight and Logan Paul for the United States Championship. That's something that I would consider doing. Um, Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio. Mass versus Hair. That is something that I would do. Gunther wins the Royal Rumble. Challenges Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Um, Logan Paul, LA Knight for the United States Championship. Um, I mean, if those matches happen, you know, you got Randy Orton in the pipeline. Um, it's going to be a great time. Maybe Solo Sokoa versus John Cena at WrestleMania. Um, that might be pretty big. Um, and uh, I'm going to throw this one out, y'all. Brock Lesnar versus Braun Breaker. Save Gunther versus Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania 41 if the rumor is Minneapolis, Minnesota being the location for WrestleMania 41. And uh, there's a rumor saying that uh, the retirement match for Brock Lesnar is going to be Gunther. I mean, again, I don't say things just to say things, y'all. Now, I didn't say WrestleMania 41, but I just said I want to see Brock Lesnar and and, uh, 
Gunther, period. And I kind of booked it for WrestleMania 40. Um, I even booked it for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, obviously, that's that's not what I want to see now. But if it is saved for WrestleMania uh, 41, maybe for the world title, maybe the world championship match at WrestleMania 40 in main event night one is Brock Lesnar versus Gunther. I'll fuck with that real heavy. So let me know what y'all think, man. Let me know what y'all think about WrestleMania 40. What are some matches that you want to see at WrestleMania 40? Let me know. All right, we're going to get into this conversation. Um, This is coming from WrestlingNews.co again. And this is talking about Nia Jax. Nia Jax says the hate from fans affected her when she was released. She said, quote, I'm like, yeah, of course. Why not? I suck. Everybody hates me. Like, there's no need for me to be here anymore. Nia was interviewed on Corey Graves after the Bell podcast. I got to check that out uh, to talk about her WWE run, her one-off appearance at the Royal Rumble, and how the negativity online affected her when she was released. Um, Nia Jax talked about the hearted um, she received online. Um, before I read this, um, I want to give uh, my opinion on um, Nia Jax. Um, Nia Jax um, in the second run, hopefully she has improved in the ring. I do not want to see her continuously injuring people. Um, the reason why I didn't like Nia Jax is uh, I just think she wasn't that good in the ring. I thought she sucked. I thought she sucked. Um, I'm just giving you guys my honest opinions. Um, I'm not being disrespectful or anything like that. I'm just... My opinions on based on what I see on television. And what I saw on television was Nia Jax... She wasn't doing it on purpose, but at some point it's like, all right, come on, yo. Like, you really got to stop injuring people. Are you really not that good in the ring? Do you got to really go back to the performance center? You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm coming from. She injured a lot of people. Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, um, Charlotte Flair, Mercedes Monet, Ember Moon. Like, she injured people. Rather she likes it or not, that's what happened. Um, Kyrie Sane. Like, come on, man. So, you know, I feel bad for her that she was getting all that hate. I, I never want to see anybody get that type of hate. Again, I wasn't calling her out going crazy like other fans were. But, again, I was just commenting on what I was seeing on television. And she was just hurting people. She was. And that's exactly what was going on. So, that was my opinion on Nia Jax. Um, I do like she is back, though. I do like that she is back. Um, she needs to be a monster, a badass. And again, hopefully she has improved in the ring and on the microphone even as well, too. Um, so Nia Jax talked about the hate. Um, she said, quote, well, I mean, obviously, I can't deny that I get a lot of hate online. In the beginning, I was like, oh, this will be good. This will be good for you. You know, like the character will keep going on. But at the end of the day, like when you're going uh, by yourself and you're on the phone and you're looking at the constant hate, hate, you're like, OK, you're second guessing yourself. I'm second guessing everything I've done. Like I need to improve. And again, my opinions on based on you in the ring. And I do think uh, you definitely need to improve. That is my opinion. That's where I stand on that. But that's what she said. Um, I need to impress them. Like the internet is really hating what I'm doing right now. And it really, really messed me up. Uh, I got into such a sad place of like, when I got released, I'm like, yeah, of course. Why not? I suck. Everybody hates me. Like, there's no need for me to be here anymore. 
when I got into my therapy, I've said this before. I don't think anybody who's happy, a person goes online, should go online. Uh, you know, she was cussing and shit like that. Um, she continued and said, I have to put into perspective, like, okay, this is a character. When they see me in the streets, people are like, Naya, you suck or whatever. But Nina over here is acting like a good person. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I was just commenting on her just not being good in the ring. That's it. That's all it was. I have no hate towards her. She didn't do anything to me. Um, and again, um, all my comments are based on what I'm seeing on television. Um, and then I'm just going to leave it at that. So uh, hopefully now has improved on the microphone and in the ring because she really can bring some value to the WWE. But at face value, I didn't like the return because I just didn't think she brought any value really. Does she bring value now? Eh, somewhat. But again, I still stand with my opinion. Hopefully she just gets better in the ring and stops injuring people because that's not a... Uh, it's not a carry on what you want to carry in your career where you injure people and people don't want to work with you. So that's that. Wrestlingnews.co, man, we on fire on the site here. Let's get it. Arya Manuel's vision for Vince McMahon doesn't include him micromanaging weekly WWE creative. Thank fucking God. Thank God. WWE will be in a better place. I'm telling y'all. With Paul Levesque at the helm. Now, I'm not saying everything like Paul Levesque is going to be doing is going to be great. I will definitely criticize him when it rightfully calls for it. But right now, we're looking pretty good with Paul Levesque. War Games is back as a staple at Survivor Series. Um, Ari Emanuel pretty much owns WWE. He knighted Paul Levesque as head of creative. And he, and he fucks with uh, Paul Levesque. So for that, I respect our Emmanuel. I appreciate you, man. You're doing what's best for business. Best for business is to exclude Vince McMahon out of power creatively and knighting Paul Levesque as head of creative. And you're doing just that. So that for, I respect you, man. I respect you. Keep that up. Although McMahon and Emmanuel publicly stated that Arya wanted McMahon to stay with WWE after Endeavor's acquisition to merge with the UFC and create the TKO holding group, that is happening, but with a twist. This is going to make a lot of wrestling fans happy. This is going to make a lot of WWE fans happy. I previously reported McMahon will no longer be involved in creative things. Talent believe that Triple H has been responsible for driving 99% of the creative uh, moving forward. WWE sources have confirmed that McMahon is currently not involved creatively. And Emmanuel decided that Triple H stay in charge of the creative without fluences from McMahon making last minute changes. Now remember guys, anything can happen in pro wrestling. Take everything with a grain of salt. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Wait for confirmation. But the thing is, we've been consistently reading news like this. So maybe it is true. I'm not sure. In the latest edition of Wrestling News, uh, Dave Meltzer, and Dave Meltzer, man, you know, Dave Meltzer is up and down, bro. I respect him. You know what I mean? He's, one of the head tops in the game of wrestling journalism, but I take everything this man says with a grain of salt, and so should you. Dave Meltzer reported that Emmanuel doesn't want McMahon micromanaging things creatively. No shit. 
I don't need a report to tell me that. See, that's the difference between me and others. People kind of rely on the reporting, you know what I mean, to gather on their own information, their own train of thought. I don't need that shit. I'm uh, educated enough to know what needs to be done and what not needs to be done. That's just the truth. And um, that's, I mean, that's my feeling on it. I don't need a report to tell me what I already know. Vince doesn't need to be there no more. And I already know that. I don't need a report to tell me that. Just watch the show. Look at the show. That's why I tell everybody, watch the show. You can tell what's a good show and what's a bad show. What's a Vince McMahon show and what's a Paul Levesque show. It's very simple. So, um, Emmanuel, or not Emmanuel, Dave Meltzer wrote, one person close to the situation said that Emmanuel has a vision for how he can use the worldwide notoriety of McMahon, and the vision does include him micromanaging the weekly television shows. Love it. Love to read this. Plans can change at any time, of course, but this is the current direction after Endeavor executives reportedly knighted Paul Levesque. Y'all motherfucker, I pray to God this is true and this ain't no bullshit. I pray to God that this is the case because I'm telling you right now, if reports come out that this was bullshit and Vince is right back in power, man, that's going to piss a lot of people off, dog. That's going to piss a lot of people off, man. So like I said, I hope that report comes out to be true. Because WWE, man, is white hot right now. Merchandise, ticket sales, everything. Nick Khan doing his thing business-wise. Paul Levesque doing creative. I've mentioned that multiple times. I was the first one in the community that brought it up in the first place. I said McMahon and Nick Khan team up to be on the uh, business side of things for WWE. And Paul Levesque and his team runs the creative operations. We're kind of getting that, but we're getting it with a twist. Nick Khan and Arya Emanuel running the business. And Paul Levesque and his team running the creative side of things. Man, WWE's on fire right now, man. I love it. Get Vince out of power. Get Vince out of creative. And I'm going to mention this before I move on to the uh, new report here. I do believe, and I'm not... Listen, this is just my own opinion. I'm not basing this off any fucking news, any of the dirt sheets, any of the journalism people... I'm not basing it off anything like that. I'm basing off on what I'm seeing. And also what I am reading, because I am reading these reports like everybody else. But majority of what I'm about to say is what I genuinely feel. I feel like Ari Emanuel played Vince McMahon. I play like, I think Nikon played Vince McMahon as well too. And there are people that are wanting Vince McMahon out of power. So they're going to take every single story humanly possible and put it out to shammer the name of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon will be having a documentary coming out on Netflix. I believe it will be debuting next year, early 2024. And motherfucker, that fucking... uh, Listen, I'm just going to say it like this. That documentary is not going to paint Vince McMahon in a good light. And at that point, I think he's going to sell all of his shares. If he sells all of his shares, he's leaving. And I think this documentary is going to push him out of power. I'm just saying. We'll see what happens. That's just pure speculation on my behalf. I didn't read no report. I didn't do any of that shit. That's just how I feel. And that's what I'm kind of paying attention to and kind of what it looks like is going on. So we'll see what happens. Road Dog names the greatest wrestler of all time. Oh, boy. 
This is where we get controversial. But it looks like the person that he named, I mean, I don't have a problem with him. I don't at all. He's uh, second, in my opinion, all time. Um, and no, I'm not talking about Road Dog. But the person that Road Dog named is number two all time, in my opinion. WWE Hall of Famer Road Dog answered fan questions this week on an episode of Oh, You Didn't Know? Hey, Road Dog, love you, man. But uh, when are you going to unblock me on social media, G? When are you going to block me on Twitter? Come on. Uh, Road Dog on who he feels is the greatest wrestler of all time. And then I will get to the Ric Flair situation because Ric Flair had his thoughts on this situation as well, too. Road Dog said, I think it's Shawn Michaels. And I say that with very little limited knowledge prior to my wrestling. Like there may be somebody who was better than him. But here's what I will tell you about Shawn. Shawn is in everybody's conversation about being the best, and Shawn Michaels was uh, hammered high for 90% of that. You know what I mean? So imagine how good he would be. So if he was running or foaming at the amount of instant and hitting home runs and becoming WrestleMania or Mr. WrestleMania and having a WrestleMania match with a broken back and working with Austin in the main event of WrestleMania, you know what I mean? There's levels to this crap, and he's reached every one of them. I say this too, and again, I don't know a whole lot ton. I know that who I know, but Hunter is one of the smartest wrestlers I've ever known um, in the game today that I've ever been around. He has a vision that's only inside the ring, but also goes bigger. There are two guys that I knew who I spent most of the time, so I know, in my opinion, Sean is the best wrestler and Hunter is the smartest wrestler. I said that on an A&E show about their rivalry, and I believe that's true for me, for my truth. And that's how it is for me. But again, Sean being hammered and being Mr. WrestleMania. So imagine if he can go back five years. And yeah, it's just crazy to think how good he is. Is Road Dog telling lies? No, he's not. Um, this one is a huge topic of discussion. Who's the greatest pro wrestler in WWE history? I think it is Shawn Michaels. I know it is Shawn Michaels. The greatest pro wrestler in WWE history is Shawn Michaels. Mr. WrestleMania, Mr. Main Event. I mean, come on. The showstopper, the heartbreak kid. Those nicknames don't just come out of nowhere. I do think Shawn Michaels is the greatest in-ring performer of this generation. Um, Jim Ross always used to say, uh, Mr. WrestleMania, um, the greatest in-ring performer of this generation. Nobody can out-Matt Wrestle. Shawn Michaels in a big match situation. Um, nobody can out-wrestle Shawn Michaels in a big match situation. Those are the words from Jim Ross. Those are the words from Jim Ross. Now, Ric Flair went on social media. And um, he had this to say. Hold on one second, guys. He had uh, this to say. Sorry about that about being touted is the best wrestler talking about his Mount Rushmore and yeah, talking about who he thinks is um, the best wrestler. Let me find it. You guys hold on one second. Um, speaks on the biggest misconception wrestling. No um, speaks on his Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Um, hold on one second. Um, here it is. So let me play it and uh, let me give you all my opinion on it. 
Do you consider yourself the uh, greatest wrestler of all time? Yes. Why? Because I am. <laughs> I want to live now because guys like Ryan Fitterman and these people here at Celebrity Minute are making me a lot more money than I made you wrestling. Did before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you want it all. Yeah, and so I, now I, I want like you know I've like paid two million in alimony and two million in penalty and interest. I mean, my story is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I thought of that. I give you the real story. Million and a half to lawyers, four divorces. So this, gotta, stuff, you, this kind of stuff. You got to get back. You got to get your money back. You got to get your money back. Do you consider yeah, yourself the... I make more money than Ryan than I ever made wrestling. That's crazy. That's just, just Fitterman Sports, man. Just going da-da-da, and I get to hang around with Lawrence Taylor and Mike Tyson mm-hmm. and Pete Rose. It's not a bad life. You can see, I, autographs for Ryan, as an example, who runs the biggest sports memorabilia all right, so he talked about him being the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, is Ric Flair on that list? For sure. There's no question he's on that list. But in my opinion, I think it's Shawn Michaels. Um, he speaks on his Mount Rushmore. Let's take a listen to this one. Yes. Why? Because I am. Oh, hold on, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that is the wrong one. I just replayed it. Um, let me talk about the misconception of wrestling. Um, this is what... Uh, Ric Flair had to say, and this is what I wanted to play. So let's take a listen. What's the biggest misconception of wrestling? That it's fake. Not fake, but it's... I, I don't. I think it's a misconception as to how much hard work goes into it. Especially if you're on top now. Because let's say they're, uh, they're, if they're working a full schedule, they still wrestle, you know, 155 times a year. I think that's a full And by the way, um, I'm using the clips from TikTok on The Breakfast Club. So shout out to everybody on the Breakfast Club, man. I love that when we see pro wrestlers on the Breakfast Club. I think that shit's dope. Continuing on. That's right. But if you're in the top tier, you know what you're doing on the three days off you have? Media for the next round. Media for the next match. I mean, yeah. it, 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 there is no time off, really. Mm-hmm. That's why it's nice to Vince and, and or Vince or whoever they're calling the shots now understands the kids need to take a month break here or there. You know, a big part of wrestling is and they start telling you to jump off that turnbuckle and go through the table. I mean, that's, that table doesn't always break the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. There ain't nothing guaranteed about those tables. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not gimmicked or anything. They haven't been taking the screws out. you got to hit them right dead center in the middle, they won't break the right way. Wow. Oh, so those tables weren't staged? They weren't no, like... No, absolutely not. God, that's, a, that's a big misconception. Do you know how many people y'all got hurt that went home and tried that on one of them oh, tables? Oh, yeah, sure. Especially Jeez. with the steel chairs. Yeah. Steel chair that I mean I didn't I didn't use a table and shit. I didn't use a <laughs> I didn't use a table or nothing. I didn't use a steel chair on thumbtacks and shit, but you know, jumping off the bed, jumping off the trampoline, y'all know the deal. Y'all did it too. We were all guilty of that shit. So I wanna finish off this video and then uh I'll give my opinion on the uh, Mount Rushmore and the best pro wrestler talking about the Shawn Michaels thing. Let's finish with this one. They don't no more headshots because of all the concussion issues. You know, I mean, guys like Mick Foley and I mean, the stuff Mick did is still on, if you look at the stuff yeah. going off the top of the cage, and then that time I was just talking to Taker about it the other day when they were on top of the cage, <clears throat> and Taker said, God, Mick, I can feel that the wire's breaking on top, right? And Mick said, I'm ready, and went. He fell through, landed in the back of his neck, 
teeth went through his uh, right to his nose. Oh my God! I mean, Mick Mick has beat his brains out, man. More, more. I mean, thumbtack matches. I only had a couple oh. of those with him, but and it doesn't hurt while you're out there. But man, when you go back there and they're pulling the thumbtacks out of you and the barbed wire stuff, the barbed wire is really rough. That barbed wire baseball bat. There's nothing good about that. Jesus. All the time, I thought all that stuff was props. I thought it was, no. fake. I thought it was props, too. I'm no. like, there's no way that's real thumbtacks. they got to be plastic. No. No, no way that's real barbed wire. But when you hit a guy with a barbed wire, but you're going to hit him one time. And, and once again, it doesn't hurt when you're out there because the adrenaline is falling, right? But when you go back and you've got barbed wire in your head. Y'all had to be on more than adrenaline. You had to be on something. There's no way y'all went No, I mean, they, they didn't stick. It didn't, the, the, the barbed wire didn't stick in you, but it. Oh, yeah. So that's. Uh... That's Rick Flair's thoughts on those, man. Just, you know, knowing that half of that shit is uh, not gimmicked as crazy as fuck, man. And, you know, Mick Foley is a crazy motherfucker. Love and respect to Mick Foley for show. But, yes, Road Dog gave his thoughts. Shawn Michaels gave his thoughts on the greatest pro wrestler. He thinks he's the greatest of all time. From an in-ring standpoint, I genuinely think it's Shawn Michaels, in my personal opinion. Um, but, yeah, that's just something that's... Uh, Going to always be talked about uh, for years to come in uh, WWE history. Who's the greatest ever? Who's the greatest microphone talker? Who's the greatest technical wrestler? All that shit's going to be talked about for decades to come. Um, I want to end it with something of a list here. Um, Now, we all know that the future is very bright in WWE, whether you like it or not, if you're paying attention or not. Um, the future is very bright for the WWE. There is a lot of future superstars here um, in the WWE. Um, there's a lot of them. And um, I think that, you know, when the Seth Rollins is and, you know, the Roman Reigns and, um, you know, the new crop of talent that were kind of there, you know, uh, since 2012 and stuff like that. When they eventually start winding down, there's going to be a crop of new talent coming up in the ranks. Um, that are going to eventually take their spot. And um, there's a lot of people on this list that I am about to name that I really think can be the future of the business, future of the game. Some of them are already there, um, like two women in particular, but um, there's a majority of them that are slowly coming up in the ranks. Some of them that are already there now, um, but I think these people that are going to name right now are definitely the future pieces, future pillars, as I would say, Oh, the WWE, um, WWE has more pillars than AEW does. Of course they do. Um, WWE knows what they're doing with the farm system with NXT. And there is a lot of people that are on this list, but there's a lot more other people that I forgot to mention, but I don't want to take most of you guys' time. Um, these are the people that I, I genuinely believe are going to be the future main eventers, future, you know, world champions, um, for the WWE starting off with Carmelo Hayes. I think Carmelo Hayes is a generational talent. I think um, him and Braun Breaker, Braun Breaker is number two on this list. Um, these two guys are going to main event WrestleManias together. Um, I believe they will be the John Cena, the Randy Orton's, you know, the John Cena Edge, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, a Batista Undertaker, um, the one-two punch, one-two combo of uh, consistently main eventing uh, WrestleManias and having great futures. Um, both of them need to be on a pedestal. They got to be on the same pedestal. I don't want Carmelo Hayes being ahead of Braun Breaker. I don't want Braun Breaker being a head of, head of Carmelo Hayes. Fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Um, in my personal opinion, um, WWE has the potential of having a roster how they had in uh, 2008. 
And y'all remember the motherfucking roster back in that day, bruh. Y'all remember Umaga, Mr. Kennedy, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, MVP, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, John Cena, Edge, Randy Orton, Undertaker, Dave Batista, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. I can go on and on and on. Just too many to name. But this roster, these names that I'm about to name, um, you know, it might be on the level of a 2008 roster. And even the uh, OG names that are still there now with the Roman Reigns and, um, you know, uh, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and, you know, uh, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bailey, um, and stuff like that. I think these people are definitely going to be uh, the future of the business and are going to be the future of WWE. If everything lines together and if everything comes together for these men and women, uh, WWE is going to be just fine. Um, and majority of these people are already popular as it is. So like Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker, uh, Tiffany Stratton is just a beautiful thing to see Tiffany Stratton. She's such a megastar. It's not even funny. She's so young too in the game. Um, same with Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes. Tiffany Stratton is, you know, she's a combination really, in my opinion, of a uh, Mandy Rose and Trish Stratus molded into one and you get Tiffany Stratton. Uh, Tiffany Stratton is definitely going to be main eventing WrestleManias in the near future. And she's going to be a multi-time women's world champion. It's going to be uh, incredible to see. Solo Sokoa. I think Solo Sokoa um, will eventually get the rub by a lot of people. Um, I am waiting to see Solo Sokoa versus Roman Reigns. I hope that is in the cards in the near future. 2024? I hope that's the plan in 2024 where we get Solo Sokoa versus Roman Reigns um, in a high-profile match. Um, and it's something that I would love to really see. Solo is definitely the future. He's going to be the maybe the new head of the table. It's a possibility. I think Solo will be knighted when it's all said and done, when the time is right, as the new head of the table for the bloodline. And he will be the new leader of that faction. Roxanne Perez, um, I mean, she's the future for sure. The prodigy. Uh, she's going to do some great things in WWE. Her, Cora Jade, those are going to be kind of the two leaders, I would say, in the women's division of this next generation um, of women's wrestling in WWE. Those two specifically um, are going to be uh, very high on people's list. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a great thing to watch them progress and uh, become very good at their craft when they eventually go up to the main roster. Uh, Gonta. My opinion is Gunther is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. I'm not alone in that thinking. Gunther is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Gunther is a beast. Gunther is a monster. And Gunther is a future main event player in the WWE. He's going to be a future WrestleMania main eventer. And I am predicting that he wins the 2024 Men's Royal Rumble. And he goes on to face Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship and starts his dominant reign as the world champion. Santos Escobar is a guy that I think can be the leader of the new uh, Lucha Libre, um, you know, uh, story and be the face of the Lucha Bros, uh, not Lucha Bros, but be the face of the Luchadors, excuse me. And um, I think Santos Escobar is going to be a, a big deal in that demographic. So I'm a big fan of Santos Escobar. Elino Dragunov as well, another future star that I think is going to be just fine on the main roster. Again, I'm just assuming that Triple H is in charge, right? So I think this is going to be great. 
for dragging off as well too. The Creed brothers, uh, Grayson Waller. Um, Grayson Waller is a better version of the Miz. Um, he's going to be just fine. I know people are kind of panicking. Oh, he's not being used properly. This and that. I think he's being used just fine. Uh, spurts with uh, Grayson Waller. You don't want to put him, um, you know, all the way in yet. And um, I think he'll be just he'll be just fine. Pete Dunn is going to be good too. Um, Logan Paul is the future as well too. Rather people like it or not, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you can go kick rocks if you don't agree. So it is what it is. You got your opinion. I got mine on Logan Paul. I think he's been a positive for the WWE. Um, and he's been the best celebrity that WWE's ever hired. Fact. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, these are going to be the two women, actually. These are the two women that are leaning the new generation crop of women outside of the four horsewomen. Uh, Rhea Ripley and uh, Bianca Belair will be the cornerstones of women's wrestling over the next uh, five to ten years stretch out to the four horsewomen. Um, and I think those two ladies are just killing the game right now. And it's a great thing to really see them uh, come together. And they are they have the potential to be the new... Uh, you know, version of Bailey and, and uh, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, where they constantly face off each other. Mercedes Monet, Sasha, and Charlotte, Charlotte and Beck. So those two ladies, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, are going to be those two women that are going to be the cornerstones of women's wrestling in WWE and be built around those two women. Jade Cargo. Jade Cargo's here to stay. Like I said, she just is good in the ring, man. She's good on the microphone. She's very attractive. Got a good look. Good on the microphone, like I said. But if she just is good in the ring, it's wraps. It's wraps. The presentation of Jade. I cannot wait to hear her theme song. I can't wait to see her entrance. It's going to be all inspiring. And I can't wait. I'm so happy she's in WWE. Because she fits just right in the WWE. Liv Morgan. Somebody that hasn't really gotten a fair shake due to injury. But she is the future as well, too. She's so young. And um, I would really love to kind of, you know, not have her be the McFoley. But kind of like a... A Mick Foley-esque type of pro wrestler. Uh, you know, she's an actual wrestler as well, too. Just like Mick. Um, but more of like an attitude type of uh, dark side character. I would love to see that for Liv Morgan. And again, Liv Morgan really didn't get a fair shake. Because uh, she has a lot of injuries. But Liv Morgan definitely is the future. Austin Theory. This is explanatory. I mean, this guy's been in the ring with so many legends. Paul Heyman, John Cena, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Roman Reigns. This one and that one, Vince McMahon himself. So Austin Theory is just fine. He just needs to find a consistent character. Um, I even pitched of him being the new generation legend killer of Randy Orton. I I, I think that would be great. Um, hopefully that happens, but we'll see. Yeah, let me talk to you. L.A. Knight, love him. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin, rock combination, and you get L.A. Knight. I fuck with L.A. Knight. I'm a big fan, and I think he's going to be the future um, of the WWE, Dominic Mysterio. Let me ramp out this list. Dominic Mysterio, uh, Damian Priest, Jordan Devlin, Dragon Lee, Bronson Reed, Nikita Lyons, if she stays healthy, Trick Williams, um, Imperium, uh, Marcel Bartel, and Fabian Eichner, Montez Ford, Eel Sky, and Dakota Kai. And I know I am forgetting a lot of people. But all I'm saying is this list is just telling you that there are future pieces in the WWE. And even some top free agents that the WWE can go sign. Um, everything is looking, you know, great in the WWE land. So um, WWE is doing some great things. And it's an exciting time to be a fan of WWE right now. It really is. Um, the return of Kyrie Sane, the return of Randy Orton, 
the return potentially of CM Punk, um, Roman Reigns, Cody, um, and just everything going on in WWE. Um, it's a good time. So I'm I'm uh, I'm loving what's going on there, man. So um, I appreciate the support, everybody. We went over an hour, but it is what it is. Um, I hope you guys continue to support the Wrestling Takeover. More episodes coming soon. Uh, stay tapped wherever you get your podcast. Uh, follow me on social media again: TikTok at the Wrestling Takeover, Instagram at the Wrestling Takeover, and uh, Twitter at JT Takeover. So please support me on those platforms. Thank you guys for the support. Rate the podcast five stars. If you enjoy what you hear, I'd really appreciate it on those audio platforms. And just most importantly, spread the word of the Wrestling Takeover um, on your social media. Um, and much love to everybody, man. Hope you guys have a good Friday. Let's see what happens tonight on SmackDown, man. Does EO retain? Does EO get screwed by Bailey? Does Charlotte capture the title? Are we really going to get Charlotte Flair versus Jade Cargill at WrestleMania for the Women's Championship? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to hate it completely, but I think EO deserves a proper reign with that championship. If she's eventually going to lose to Charlotte, maybe she loses at the, at the Royal Rumble against Charlotte and we get Charlotte Flair versus EO at uh, the Royal Rumble and then that's where Jade Cargo could win the uh, Women's Royal Rumble that way. And then EO could have had a proper run with the championship and by that time, Bailey could have screwed EO that way by you continuously build it up and build it up. And then you culminate that at the Royal Rumble where Bailey screws EO out of the championship via jealousy. And then you can add Dakota Kai into that. And we get a damage control triple threat match rivalry. And then while also getting um, Jay Cargill winning the Women's Royal Rumble and Charlotte Flair winning the Women's Championship. Let me know what y'all think. Let me know if y'all fuck with it. All my creative pitches, all my ideas. Let me know what y'all think down below, man, in the comments. Um, and I appreciate the support again. I'll let y'all know if I'm going to do impact wrestling bound for glory at the moment. The answer is yes, I will be ordering it and I will be covering it tomorrow night. But if things change, plans change, I'll let y'all know on social media. I appreciate the support, man. This has been the wrestling takeover, the number one podcast when it comes to creativity and honesty and all that shit. And I appreciate y'all peace.